and welcome to episode one of Hillary at Large, where I suck at relationships so you don't have to. I'm super excited to have my all-time bestie relationship, speed dial, co- I don't oh. even know what to call you, expert. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop. stop, stop, stop it. Louis. Hello, Hillary. How are you? <laughs> good, I'm good. Thank you so much for being on my first episode. I'm so excited to find out about you today. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. I um, wanted to give this episode just a pre-frame of who I am, where I've come from, what's happening. And I wanted you on this episode just because, yeah, you delve into my soul. Plus, you're basically my relationship um, expert on speed dial. So I thought it was just fitting to have you on. Well, yeah. thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> now, you and I met at David Destiny Crew. Yes. Uh, well, two years ago. Yep. And um, ever since then, I think it's just been like, just, you're just like another brother, really. Yes, you are yeah. my little sister now. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so we met then. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of been um, a little bit of a journey for me so far. Especially, I think um, for most people, I attended Date With Destiny Leadership um, Program this year in 2018 at Date With Destiny and I set a mini intention for myself to really pay attention during relationship day because I don't know if I did tell you but in Singapore I also set or like it was kind of like it came to my attention that I was like maybe I will like just find love this year like I'm just gonna I was like maybe I should do that this year mm-hmm. <laughs> just like like it's like a thing you can just get I don't know <laughs> I think it is. I was like, I'm just going to see if this year I can find love. So I sort of set that mini intention at in January. And then for Date With Destiny this year, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to play full out on Relationship Day. I never usually do. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. So this year I really paid attention and I noticed and I learned. So love how I had a breakthrough. Well, I just realized a lot of things that I hadn't realized, which was that Yeah, I do suck at relationships and yeah, I guess I wanted to use this opportunity in this podcast series to kind of delve into why, what it was that is going on and yeah. Cool. So to start off, I think you it's great that you've introduced yourself, (laughs) but what I want the listeners to actually find out is understand you a bit more. (laughs) Okay. So where were you born? I was born in Sydney. Yeah. And yeah. how old are you now? I'm 27. 27. Or 25 for the third time. Okay. Yeah, as I like to say. Yes. I think girls <laughs> do say that a lot. And your family, you've got your mum and your dad, obviously. Yeah. Lovely people. And tell us about your brothers and sisters. Yeah. So sisters. Sisters. I've got four sisters and one brother. Mm-hmm. I always like to say that I think there was too much feminine energy in our family. That's why he left and he's lived in Canada since he was um, 19 years old. So, yes, yes, we kind of scared him away with our feminine energy. (laughs) He's moved as far away as he could. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I've got four sisters and one brother. And I've also got three nieces and a new nephew. Yeah, yeah. And so if you could describe your childhood up until, say, your early 20s. Yeah. How would you describe your journey growing up? I would say it was really good. I had a good upbringing. You know, I didn't have any trauma. I mean, you and I see at David Jesse and all these Tony Robbins events, there's people that have had extreme trauma in their lives. And I'm very blessed to say I had a really great upbringing. 
very close with my sisters. I'm very close with my family. You know, we're not like separated in any way. Yes. <laughs> family. I love your family, by the way. I'm getting adopted by their family. So, <laughs> all right, Hillary, let's get into a bit more questions about this actual series. Okay. So when did you actually come to the realization that you suck at relationships? I think it's something that I've always kind of been aware of in that, um, I just haven't had many successful ones. I've only really ever had two relationships in my, you know, adult life. You know, I had so a boyfriend. How, how, how old were you when, when you had the first real relationship? Yeah, I was 16 mm-hmm. when I met my high school boyfriend. I won't be naming names. Um, but I was 16 when I met him and we dated for two years. And that was a good relationship. He was a really great boyfriend and, yeah, we, we had fun together. Yeah. And then your second real relationship? My second real relationship was when I was, I think, 24. Yeah, I would say that. He was a very lovely guy, very, you know, wholesome, had a great family too. Um, so I think, you know, looking at, like, patterns, you know, and what I was looking for in a person, he was definitely, like, I would like to say, like, you know, the, the boyfriend on paper, like, you know, the perfect boyfriend on paper, you know, great family, Great job, great background, like great morals. You know, he was that boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. But that's a great distinction you had that mm. he was a great boyfriend. But why did it end then? Yeah, I think I, well, I think I know now that I just didn't love him. Like I didn't have that passion there. However, there was other circumstances, i.e. other person or an individual who I guess I did have that kind of lust for mm-hmm. and it so it was like that so yeah. the connect because we talk about love in certain ways mm. and you can love someone but you know intimate relationships are slightly different so you're mm. saying that you lost the spark or there wasn't that that electricity that you get yeah i don't ever think there was this like spark or this electricity with him i think it was he was just like a really great guy you know, he took care of me there was security there yeah you know so in terms of what I was looking for and what I wasn't getting from a certain other person, I found that in them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So that's really good. So the other question, because I hope there's guys listening to this too. It's, it's a, I've listened to a few of these other podcast guys and guys you want to listen to get into the mind of 27-year-old women. Do not un- try and understand the guys, but I'm telling you, listen. <laughs> Listen, yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. So the, the first one of those I want to ask is, what's the difference between a real boyfriend? Yeah. So you said you've gone out obviously with other guys, but what's the difference between a real boyfriend and a boyfriend? Or yeah. what, is it a boyfriend? Is that? I think it, it is that. Like, I mean, I sort of define it, as you know, when I spoke to you, it's like you have the I like you conversation and I like you too. And then there's also another step when it's like, okay, are we doing this? Are we like a couple? So I think it's when you get to that discussion and you're like, okay, let's do this. Let's be a couple. Okay. That's when I feel, yeah, that yeah. turns into, okay, we're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah I understand that. It's and it's, It is. And in Australia, like if we, I, I grew up watching a lot of American television shows and there's, there's the dating scene and you give people the ring or, or you give them something to determine the difference from when you're just getting there or as you said at that conversation mm. so how long does it take or like when you first meet a guy to when it becomes serious <laughs> i would say it's up to them i it's, feel like it's like when does the guy for me i yeah it's like 
Yeah, I know it'd be different yeah. for every girl and every yeah. guy, but what, I mean, you, you know lots of people and you've got lots of girlfriends. Yeah. What, what's the time length? Is there a time or is it more of a feeling or a, or a sense of togetherness? Yeah. I guess if it's been like three months and you're still hanging out and there is still that, you know, that passion or that like, mm. oh, I still like get goosebumps and stuff. Yeah, I'd say three months is like the, are we together? Are we doing this? Or are we like, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like, I know there's an episode and the other good thing about some of these series guys, and I'm glad I've listened to some before we actually have this first <laughs> one, introducing it to you is the rawness of it. Like yeah. how real are the stories that you're going to be talking about over this series? Yeah, actually that's very true. You know, in this series, you know, there's a lot of interviews with a lot of my good friends and we talk about our experiences being single and they are very honest and raw. You know, you, I, for example, you know, there's going to be an episode with my girlfriend Simone where, you know, we kind of talk about, you know, what it, what, what it is like being single in Sydney. There's a great episode with my girlfriend Jessica who sort of saw the breakdown of my last relationship. So she was there throughout that period so she was really able to like echo what I was going through and then also like you know her like import of like yeah so that's a really great episode as well and you know even speaking with uh, my mate Scott in the series about guys he really helps me kind of understand the masculine mind so if there's one thing that you could get the listeners thinking that they'd get mm-hmm. out of listening to this series what would that be well I hope they find something for themselves whether it be in my episode where I talk about cheating or whether it be in my episode with my girlfriend Simone where we talk about being single in Sydney, you know, I hope that girls and guys listen and just, like, realise that it's okay. I think that's celebrating being single, you know, like... It's not, nobody ever really talks about it, I think. Everybody talks about how to get a boyfriend or how to be in a relationship, but nobody just celebrates, like, yeah, being single. And, like, that's okay, too. There's nothing wrong with being single in your 20s or 30s or 40s. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And as a little girl, did you have that dream of the, the wedding and the guy? And Yeah, no, actually, yeah. I was always, and I, it's funny because I was speaking to um, a guy that I was seeing in, in high school and because um, we mentioned him in one of the episodes and I, I do want to also set the pre-frame that all the people that I've spoken about throughout this series, they have been notified, they have listened to it. So all the guys and girls are aware that they're mentioned in this series as well. But he had said that, you know, back when we were kids, he didn't even know that I wanted to be in a relationship with him because all he saw was my energy of being single and being having fun and being 18 and going clubbing. And I was like, but I liked you for so long. How did you not see that? So that was something for me where I realised that, yeah, even though in our minds, ladies, we've got an intention what is the energy that we're actually putting out towards that intention? Yeah, setting the intention uh, with a guy is very important. Yes, yeah. and that's a good point. That's something we speak about all the time, yeah. isn't it? It's, <laughs> yes. it's like, yeah, we're, guys are a bit more literal. Yeah. And, yeah, we don't get it sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. ladies, if I can give you any advice, <laughs> yeah, we're dumb sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes we, don't, we have to ask us two or three times. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I never really had that idea mm-hmm. that I was going to have this like dream wedding. And you know, one of my good girlfriends, Anna, like from when we were 16, you could tell she wanted to be married. She was posting about her wedding dress after mm-hmm. a year with her boyfriend. Like, but no, I never had that like desire or drive. So what was yeah. it then? What what um, is it for you? What what as a younger younger version of yourself? Yeah. What was the thing that you looked that you wanted? And I certainly just wanted to build this empire. You know, I was like, I'm gonna be successful, and I'm gonna have all these goals, and I'm gonna achieve all these goals. You know, I kind of moved into that achiever mindset, and I think that's also when I broke up with my boyfriend in high school. It was just due to the fact that. I'd set this intention and this path and him being in that was probably not going to fit into that journey. Yeah. 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 That is really good. Mm. And so just to go on from here, um, so what, what are some other things that people can expect and, and from then, sorry, there's going to be 10 episodes? Yes. Yeah. And um, so do you want to give the guys a bit of a rundown, of, a rundown <laughs> about each one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there is. There's 10 episodes in this series. Um, I'll just run you through. Yes. So I'm just finding it here. Um, yeah, so, you know, in the next episode, um, we will be... <clears throat> you'll hear um, from my girlfriend, Jess, and I, where we talk about cheating. Um, you know, we kind of put it out there as, like, are you once a cheater or are you always a cheater? I think that's something that isn't true, but, you know, people put that you know, and people were kind of fearful. And I know that that's been a setback for me. Um, in another episode, I talk about um, sex with my girlfriend, Simone. Um, and we have a bit of a fun, cheeky discussion there. Um, and then um, I have um, still deciding on episode five, but I do want to set it around, you know, I'm very good at closing. So that's, yeah, so that's a really good... Because there's a lot of girls that we've spoken to, younger girls over the last week at the event that we've just attended, that that, that that's their challenge. They don't know how they like a guy yeah. and they don't know what to do or what to say. So yeah. I think for you single girls out there, that's going to be a really interesting one because Hillary is a great closer. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. next one. Yeah, and then I, I actually sit down with uh, my two gay friends nice. and we talk about, you know, gay, straight, single, you know, we're, we're all single and, and what's that like on the other side? Yeah. You know, I sit down with them and I, I talk about, you know, what it is like for them as opposed to what it is like for me. Um, it is kind of funny because, you know, gay, straight, guys are dicks either <laughs> way. So <laughs> guys are guys. Um, and then, yeah, I do, um, I managed to sit down with and interview a guy that I matched with on Tinder. Wow. So stay tuned for that one. If you go down and scroll down and think on SoundCloud, you can scroll down if you want to jump straight to that one. I managed to empower a Tinder swipe to come and do an interview with me about Tinder and what it's like for guys. Because I think girls, we sit here and we're analysing and we sit down at the dinner table and we're swiping and we're like this and that. But what are guys doing, you know? Mm. So that is a great one for the ladies to listen in to hear about um, what he has to say about what he matches, what he looks for. You know, he does have a lot of rules, which I think is interesting because I think girls, we just think everyone swipes right and we don't. They, your profile doesn't get viewed. Well, ladies... That is incorrect. Your profile is definitely analysed. So tune into that one to hear about that. And then 
eight and nine are my two episodes for the lads where I sit down with my friend Scott and we talk about, you know, masculine energy, owning your relationship. And so, you know, this episode isn't just about this single 27-year-old who's like, yeah, dicks. It's like, okay, there is a bit in there for the guys to learn about themselves as well. So, yeah. So lastly, to finish this up, mm-hmm. how'd you come up with the name? Ah, oh, that is a good question. The Hillary at Large part came about because um, at my last job, um, I worked with this really, really great dude. And he always loved that, you know, on a Monday morning, you know, nine o'clock, I'd come into work and what happened on the weekend? Well, let me tell you, you know, it was kind of like that 9.30, 10.30 coffee time where everybody was just fascinated with my dating life and what was going on. And so he had said, he's like, you need to start a series of some kind called Hillary at Large. So the Hillary at Large came from that. And I was like, you know what? That's great. It just, it kind of sets the, the, the tone for who I am anyway. And then I kind of just, it rolled off the tongue, the I suck at relationships so you don't have to. Because yeah, I feel like I did, I should say sucked, but it doesn't quite roll off the tongue as easy as I suck at relationships. And also I wanted to relate to people. I didn't want people to think that I've found the answer because I actually haven't, you know, and I think it's just about, you know, getting other people who suck at relationships too. And we all just band together and just celebrate how bad we are at it, you know, and not make it this thing. You know, I think I've learned this week, you know, you go to all these seminars and you're like, I've got to change myself. But it's like, no, just know who you are. And once you know who you are, then being yourself is the easiest thing in the world. That is is absolutely great advice. And so just to finish it off, I just want to say, is there any last thing that you would like to say? Um, I think if anything, you know, my intention for this series started at David Destiny when I was there and I really dove into myself and what it was that I sucked at. And a lot of that came down to the fact that I was coming from a very selfish place. You know, my last relationship ended because I was very selfish. And, you know, since then, I think when you are single and you're wondering why, but you're also like, I'm just out there for me and I'm doing stuff for me. You know, girls, I think, you know, they're like, oh, I need a guy who's like this. They have a job. They have the, you know, I think when you come from a really selfish place, um, that's when you, you can find relationships to be really difficult. Give me an example of in that last relationship that you had yeah. of how you were selfish. What sort um, of things? Yeah. Well, you know, there was the cheating aspect. So I sort of, while I was with someone and trying to build a relationship with them, um, I kind of had someone else on the side who I generally, I, I mean, looking back now, was I actually in love with them? No, but in at that time in my life, I felt like I was more in love with that person and what they had to offer. And um, yeah, ooh, that's kind of hard to say. But yeah, I think yeah, that was one of the main things was that I wanted this relationship because everyone thought that there was kind of like, you know, the on paper relationship. However, you know, there was someone else who I was genuinely like, you know, had that passion towards and that, yeah. And it is coming about meeting the needs, right? I had someone who was 
meeting some needs and I had another person who was meeting other needs. And, mm. yeah, I was obviously being selfish in that. I didn't cut that off and delve into it. Um, actually, um, Angela Meyer, our good friend, when I spoke to her about it, she kind of described it as I had a safety blanket and I think, and I don't know if other girls have this, but when you have a safety blanket, so a guy that you can always go back to, a guy that you, no matter what, they'll still take you back. And I don't think you really allow yourself to really put, put all of your energy and your learnings into a real relationship because you kind of see it as like, oh, yeah, I, it's okay because if it doesn't work, I've got this person or if it doesn't work, I've got X. So one of the things that I'm wanting to do and I will do for my next relationship is make sure that there is no safety blanket there, that I am giving them 125% of my energy and time and, 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 and yeah. And to that um, point, you know, my friend Russell, he said, and this is what stuck with me since David Destiny as well, he said, what if you um, stop trying to make a guy fall in love with you and instead fall in love with them? And that has seriously shifted my perspective on relationships because it's no longer about me. It's about how can I meet their needs? What is it that I'm doing to meet their needs to grow a relationship further? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some people listening to this might not have been to the Robbins events and we've yeah. mentioned Date with Destinies and things yeah. like that. So with that, just like you're talking about meeting needs. Yeah. So are you just talking about sex or what are you talking about with <laughs> needs? Oh, yeah, with needs. So, you know, in a relationship, you know, there's – I think probably the best one for us would be to explain the five love languages. Yeah. So there are five, which you're going to have to tell me because I always forget them. <laughs> yeah, there's, quite, there's the five love languages. You've got people that um, like words of encouragement. Yeah. You've got people that like getting gifts. You've got people that are really touchy-feely. So they're the ones that, you know, that want to have to be held all the time. By the way, this is a framework that you can look up online and you yes. can read a book on as well there is a test as well that you can do online to see what your two are or five that's okay yeah um and acts of service yep acts of service so some people really get enjoyment from getting taken care of and right now we're forgetting the last one (laughs) um yeah what what did we go go through them again so we've got acts of service gifts um yeah physical touch um, what was the other one you mentioned? The first one you said, the attention, gifts. like the yeah. Some people just like spending time with each yeah, other. Yeah, quality time, quality time together, quality time, and then yeah, we've the forgotten one? the last. We've one. forgotten the last. It's probably the one that we don't really. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. So anyway, guys, look it up. There's five yeah. love languages, but I think that's the perfect example for a relationship. If you're if you're a person who values quality time and physical touch. And that person or your partner is not giving you those qualities, um, you know, that can cause a bit of conflict in a relationship. However, what are theirs? Like, do you know theirs? Like, you know, I think someone who values gifts and acts of service is certainly going to act a little bit differently to a person who wants physical touch and wants like constant communication. So, 
looking at those two, how do you recognize in your partner what it is that they need and having your partner also recognize yours and then you two being able to work together to match that and, and make that. I think that's a little thing about, you know, meeting the needs. What are you doing in your relationship that's helping your partner? Yep. And what are they doing as well? Yeah. So I think communication between you and your partners. Mm. So you said that you suck a relationship. So does that mean that you suck with the communication or you have sucked with it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And that is something that we speak about um, with my friend Scott in the For the Lads. You know, I think one of the things I've realized is that, yeah, communication for me is not great. I think I ever come across, and you know this, a bit stage five clinger, but then also really withdrawn. Okay, let's explain the stage five clinger for people. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I think all the ladies kind of know what a stage five clinger is and all the guys as well. When someone's just too much, like they're just, they, there's like too much energy coming at you. Too fast. Too fast. I think that's a stage five yeah. clinger. And what's the other scale of that then? Yeah, I don't know. What could we call another person who's just like really just like casual? I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting question though. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Look, you know what? Yeah, leave a comment if mm. you can think of what what would you describe as the person on the other side. Yeah. yeah, let's see what the viewers can come up with. So you just mentioned that at Date With Destiny or speaking with your friend Scott that you realise that it's knowing the other person's needs. Mm. But also have you, like since we've met, I've seen you grow, mm. m- like maturity-wise. Mm. We met three years ago. Yeah. yeah. And... Mm. When I first met Hillary, she was like an 18-year-old in a early 20s body, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Very mature, very not confident at all. Yeah. Not, yeah, not, didn't have a lot of belief about herself, was in a very safe job. Um, yeah. Yeah, so w- what's been the change for you? And also, do you think that you, like now, after the series, is going to make it easier for you to actually go and find love? Yeah, and that, that's a very interesting question. I think now I've, I've certainly become more self-aware of a lot of aspects in my, of my life. You know, yes, and I think that, you know, when I did meet you and prior to, you know, that, I, was, I just lived a very sheltered life. I would call it that. You know, I kind of grew up in the same neighbourhood. I've not quite travelled the world I only have certain views because that's what my family and friends all think too, you know. I didn't really go out of my way to kind of, you know, you know, explore in a sense or explore variety. I had a lot of safety. I had a lot of security and I had a community of people who also felt that same way. So I think going to all these personal development events, you're kind of pushed to grow in a sense, in a good way. You know, you're not forced to, but it certainly allows you the opportunity to explore what it is that you're missing and what it is that other people... And making you more self-aware of other people, you know. So that's something as well, you know, you kind of stop living in a selfish way and come for a more contributive, giving way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds counterintuitive. It's like you want to feel love, Mm. but I think most people expect it. So you give... And they expect something in return. And so now just seeing you and listening to you, so you know what you want now. 
and you mm-hmm. know who you are now. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've got a way better grasp and understanding of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just about owning that and having that integrity about it and not being fearful of it. And, yeah, growing from there. Yeah. But, yeah, um, look, that's it. That's the time. Ooh. Well, look, thanks so much for coming on, Louie. I love having you around, and I'm so glad I have you on Speed Dial to any of my boy problems. Yes. <laughs> you do offer your services through Relationship Chef on Instagram. Please follow him because he gives some really good tips and tricks, and also you can just DM him and say, my relationship sucks, what can I do? And I'm sure you'd love to help all the other couples out there as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, so if you do suck at relationships or you're in one and, you, and that maybe you feel like you're a little bit selfish or that your partner is not sort of working out for you, yeah, give me a call. Send me a message. I'd love to chat. Yeah, all right. Thanks so much, Louis. Thanks. Tune in to the next episode where I sit down with my girlfriend, Jess, to talk about my biggest secret. Is it true? Are you once a cheater, always a cheater? Tune in and hear what we have to say.